We're going to go to Psalm 42 in your Bible, if you will, the book of Psalms, and Psalm number 42. The book of Psalms, and Psalm 42. We're going to begin reading there in verse number 1, Psalm 42 and verse number 1. The Bible says, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude, I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me, therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and the Hermonites, and the hill of Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we need your help tonight. I... I cry out to you, and I ask you to guide and direct, oh Lord, and everything that's said and done tonight. I yield myself to you the very best I know how, and just ask that you'd use me as a vessel, oh Lord, to expound upon the Scripture in such a way that it would be a help to us tonight. Thank you for being such a great God. Thank you for loving us the way that you do. Help us tonight by your Word and your Spirit, we pray, please, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing for the reading of the Word of God. Tis a season to be jolly. Or is it? There are many during this time of the year that suffer with depression. In fact, statistics show the large part of the population of the U.S. struggle with such during the holiday season. What should a person do when they feel depression setting in? And I want to talk about some things that affect tens of millions of people worldwide. In fact, the World Health Organization states that 264 million people worldwide suffer from depression. And the effects of depression are very, very real. They certainly take you down. But it's nothing new. It's really affected people since the beginning of time. Moses dealt with depression. I mean, how would you like to have pastored millions of Jews out in a desert with no church credit card to buy bottled water? 
That'd been a rough thing. No Casey's around where you could get breakfast pizza to feed everybody. <laughs> no wonder Moses got depressed, was ready to blow a gasket. Jonah dealt with depression. God called Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach to a group of people who were the number one public enemy at that time. And when he did, when he went and preached like God asked him to do, they repented. And God sent a revival. And then Jonah went out and pitched a fit, sat down and wished he were dead. Depression. Elijah suffered depression. He dealt with it. I mean, God's fiery, fiery prophet that called fire down from heaven, destroyed the enemies of God. Don't you know, he walked down that mountain after that like he was on top of the world, and the next thing you know, one little woman named Jezebel scared him to death. And he ran and hid under a juniper tree and wished he was dead. Wished he would die. So what do we do with depression? Do we wallow in self-pity? Do we fall apart and complain? Do we shut ourselves off from the rest of the world and then continually just mull over our problems? I mean, how are we to deal with our feelings when we're feeling depressed? And really a good question would be, is what is depression? Well, let me tell you what depression is not. Depression is not just a sad case of feeling down in the dumps. And... Definitely, depression is never a reason for suicide. Never, ever, ever, ever. No matter how bad things may seem, suicide's never the answer. Never the answer. And also, depression is not a mental illness. Okay, preacher, so what is it? Well, depression is an emotional problem. Depression is a, is a spirit of deep heaviness. Oh, it's very real. Depression is like a dark black cloud that surrounds you and follows you everywhere you go. Let me give you a couple of things about depression and of which we should be on guard and then we'll try to get on into Psalm 42 without taking too long. We need to understand depression. Um, where does it come from? Where does it take up residence in us? Actually, Psalm 42, 2, the Bible says, My soul thirsted for God. And in verse 5, it says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Excuse me. So depression is a broken spirit. We call it a broken heart. Anybody ever have a broken heart? So, so what leads to this? And there, there, there seem to be many things that can do so. So let me just briefly touch a few, if I can. I think rejection, the rejection of loved ones is something that can lead to depression. God created us as emotional beings that love and we need to be loved. And so rejection can be a real cause of depression. I think a lot of children are suffering from depression today more than ever because of the rejection of schoolmates, rejection of parents. When parents walk out of their lives, it's happening way too often. I mean, we're talking about the ones that brought them into this world when they walk out of their lives and the one that's supposed to be there no matter what for the rest of their days. It's just devastating. It's devastating. And people want to say, well, kids are resilient. They'll bounce back. Well, they're not as resilient as we want to make them out to be. And a lot of them truly do suffer from such an occurrence in their life. 
and they go through this dark, depressing times. Men and women can suffer depression because they experience rejection from a divorcing spouse. Divorce is a tearing asunder of two people that have become one in, one, in uh, uh, one flesh. And many, many times, uh, divorce leads to depression. Criticism of loved ones can be a problem that leads to depression. Um, when people hear over and again, well, you're just no good. You can't do anything right. What in the world's wrong with you? You're never going to be worth anything. Such a ongoing rejection can be devastating to young and old alike. Can definitely hurt. And two, long-term illness can lead to depression. Because no one likes to be down for an extended period of time. Too much time, that's just too much time to dwell on the negative. And it can take its toll on a person. Really bring them down. And never doubt it. Never ever doubt it. Personal sin. Personal sin can lead to depression. Because it causes guilt. And guilt causes a person to dwell upon their acts, and that can lead down, well, a really, really dark path. And there's symptoms to depression, overwhelming sadness. People that are depressed often break out crying. They don't even understand why. Don't even understand what's going on in their life. Another symptom is just an inability to function. They struggle just to get out of bed in the morning. They struggle to go to work. They struggle to go to school. Many even struggle to go to church when they know that they need to be there. Some people in their depression become disorderly. Where there was once order, there's no longer order. Their, their room is messy where it was once neat. Their appearance is messy where it was once neat. And it may even cause a loss of appetite. It may cause bad behavior. There's really a multitude of symptoms when we talk about depression. So how do we deal with it? How do we snuff it out? What do we do when it overshadows us in such a way? Psalm 42 is really a song of a psalm of instruction. And uh, it teaches us how to make it through the difficult times of life. And of course, the bottom line of it all is, the answer of it all is trusting God. Okay. I'm very thankful for medicine. I'm thankful God gave us doctors. I'm thankful God gave us the ability to have different medicines that help us through this life and with our health and such things. I'm thankful for all of those things. And I'm not saying there might not be a time that a person needs something to help them make it through something. For the most part, I think we're, we're way over-medicated. Yeah. Talking about the United States of America, I just believe we're way over-medicated. Most of the medications like that are just a cover-up of what's really going on. It just deadens the senses where they don't think about all the different things that are going on. 
It just deadens the senses to where, where it just seems like everything around them is the same. The answer is the Lord. He is all-powerful. He can give us what we need to make it through this life. He can carry us through. Oh, I understand. I understand there's chemical imbalances at time and such things. I'm, I'm not making light of that. I know that there are certain times that people absolutely have to have something. But I think for the most part, that is a, a small percentage compared to the people that are on such medications today. God is the answer. He is all-powerful. He is there for us. He can, he, can, he can help us to make it through the difficult times in life. Where do you go if you have a broken spirit? Too often when something like that happens, we turn to family, we turn to friends. And I'm glad for family, and I'm glad for friends, absolutely so, but uh, they don't always have the answer. We really need somebody greater than friends and greater than family. Well, he needs the great physician, the one that can take care of us. You need at that time what only God has to offer. And there's only one place to get that, and that is from God himself. And you're not going to get it in small doses. Many times it takes large doses and many doses. And blocking out all the things of this world and focusing totally upon the one that can pull us out of such a dark place. Because he can. Too many times I think people try to mix the world and God. That's not going to work. No, 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 that's not going to work. It just waters down the true answer. We have to trust on God himself. Um, we need what he has to offer. And Psalm 42, I think, gives some real direction on how to deal with our problems. In verses 1 through 4, the psalmist investigates the, 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 the life of the people there and considers a reason for the depression. He says this, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the holy day. I think the first thing that we have to do if we begin to suffer the, uh, the effects of depression in our life is we have to change our attention. And we have to get our attention back on God. Because usually our attention is way too far, it's way too much on ourself and things that are going on in our life. Life is hard. Trials are real. The pressures of this life seem to grow more and more and more. But if we get to a point where all we're thinking about is just me, Poor pitiful me. We've got to get our attention off of ourself. And somewhere in all of this darkness, the psalmist seems to have got his, uh, well, he got thirsty for God. 
as the hart panteth after the water brooks. When it talks about a hart, it's talking about a deer. And a deer are, a deer are thirsty animals. They graze through the, ro- uh, through the woods and, and uh, eat, eat the leaves and eat the nuts and, and have a deep thirst. They never wander too far from the water. And he said, as the hart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, the, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? It seems like um, it, it's, it seems like we, the people that know God, that have been saved by the grace of God, it, it seems that uh, we would put, put more emphasis on spending time with Him. We would put more emphasis on, oh, I've got this problem, i got this problem, got these problems, and there's problems, and we're going to have problems, and I understand all of that. Uh, but when we have those problems like that, and, and it's good to seek help at times, and I'm not against trying to help anybody that I can, but our help comes from the Lord. And, and I think that in a sense that we have let the... the, um, the um, ways of the world get into our thought process too much to where initially when something goes wrong instead of running to the one that really has all the answers we want to go to somebody else who can i call who can i text who can i go to who can i talk to and sometimes we just need someone to talk to and i'm not i'm not discounting that and sometimes there are people that can help us across the way. And I'm very thankful for the pastors I've had in my life that I've been able to go to and get some uh, direction from at different times. But I'm telling you, God truly does have all the answers. And if we would learn, no, no, if we would get thirsty for God, I mean really thirsty for God, and spending time with God, and asking God for the answers that only He can give, and searching the Scriptures in such a way that we, we are just determined to find our answer from the Lord. I, I truly believe He has all the answers. And I truly believe He can shine a light in a dark place. And I truly believe that He can uplift our spirit like no one else can. And I believe He can pinpoint problems in our life. And I believe He can give us divine direction when we get to a place where we really thirst for God, the living God, appearing before God. The, the reason that these people were depressed, that they had gotten far away from God. Here they are out in the wilderness. They're, I, I mean, they're, they're, they're out there on their own. They're, 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 and, and when we get away from God, uh, our soul will dry up. My soul thirsteth for God. And another reason that they, uh, for their depression, it seems, is that they had gotten weary of the hounding of their enemies. Verse number three, my tears have been my meat day and night while they continually send to me, where is thy God? They, They dwelt on their troubles. Isn't it terrible today the way that people mock God? I think it's very, very important that we as the people of God that um, we do get to a place where we truly hunger and thirst after God, where we're thirsty for God, where we're spending time with Him, where we're showing people that God truly is the answer. No, He is the answer. 
There's no one that can bring you the joy that God can bring you. There's no one that can give you the answers that God can give you. There's no one that can lift up your spirit the way that God can lift up your spirit. When we get to a place where we realize that He is the answer, and we get our attention off of ourself, and we get our attention off of our troubles, one of the catalysts of depression, I truly believe, is self-pity. Self-pity says, I, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe that, that this, this went down the way it did. I can't believe they fired me. I, 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 mean, I mean, we could call that the Elijah complex. Because again, Elijah was living large as God's mighty evangelist, working for God up on the mountain, calling fire down from heaven. And the very next day, he's running from one little woman named Jezebel. One minute he's living large. The next day he's under a juniper tree, ready to die. We need to fix our attention on God. In verse 1 and 2, we see they're thirsting for God. In verse 3, we see the tears because of the torment of the enemies. And in verse 4, we see the thoughts of, of the past victories. And it's very good at times when we get down, when we get discouraged, when we, when we just can't seem to see our way out and things just look hopeless and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it's good to remember the past victories. He said, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in, the, in me for I, for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. He got to remember in the times that he had gone down the streets, the, the, the times of joy and gladness of going to meet with God. And it's like he said, yes, my heart has been broken and yes, my spirit has been cast down, but I know where to go to get back on track. I'm headed to meet God. I'm headed to spend time with Him. And so I think when we start to get down and, and discouraged and, and, and it just seems like life is taking us down further and further and further, we have to get our attention back on God. And then we have to change our attitude. Verse number 5 says this, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for, for the help of his countenance. The psalmist examines and questions his own self. It's like he's saying, what's your problem? Why are you letting this get, get to you like this? And truly, it's okay to talk to yourself. Just don't get to arguing with yourself. It can be a rough thing. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? He's examining himself. Well, come. I think he realized that he lost his hope in God. Where's the answer? What am I going to do? Go back to God. Where's my direction for this life? Go back to God. Seek Him. Seek His direction. Trust Him.
Hope thou in God. Wait on God. Wait on God until He passes by again. He knew that things were bad in his life. But he realized that God was still good. And God was still on his throne. And it seemed like he changes his defeated attitude to say, For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So many times when I've had nowhere to turn, I've turned to God. And God's never let me down. He's never left me without answers. He's never left me out there in the wilderness on my own. He's always been there. So we get to feeling like life has taken us down. We need to change our attention. We need to change our attitude. But we also have to change our actions. Verse 6 says this, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, the Hermonites, uh, and of the Hermonites, and then uh, from the hill Mizar. So he made a decision to talk to the Lord. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I, rem- therefore will I remember thee. It's almost like he's saying, God, I'm so sorry. I- I've been playing this poor pitiful me card. I've had my eyes on me. But I'm going to put my eyes back on you. I'm going to put my trust back on you. David's conversation turned to, God, I need to talk to you about this trouble I'm facing. I've looked in every which direction and I've not found any hope, but I need to talk to you about this. When we start to get down, we need to make a decision to spend some real time with God. Spend some real time with God. I mean real time with God. I love His Word, and it's not wrong to just pour yourself into His Word. I, I, people, people ask me when they're going through hard times, well, preacher, where would you read? I, I go to the Psalms. I go to the Psalms, and I... I'm telling you, the, the psalmist and, and, and different ones that wrote, they, they faced their own problems, didn't they? And they had their own de- down times, didn't they? And they had their dark times. And believe there was some real depression that went on there. But as they begin to talk to God and write for God, it's almost uh, as if uh, at first that they would start out with this major battle going on before it was all over they were praising God for his goodness and mercy and grace and I'm telling you if you and I would ever get there we could live better for the Lord I love his word but sometimes we just need to spend time talking to God I mean just pouring our heart out to God Well, preacher, sometimes I don't know what to pray. Holy Spirit of God that lives in you knows what to pray. Book of Romans tells us that's the truth. Many times we just have to ask Him, and sometimes we just need to be quiet in the presence of God. Too many times we won't do that because we feel like we're wasting time. Well, I'm wasting time. I could be doing something important. I could be working on this and working on that. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. There's nothing more important than spending real time with God. Amen. 
And until we learn to spend real time with God, we will continue to face problems such as this. Because it's God. He is our strength. He is our shield. He is our buckler. He is the one that is there for us. Oh, they were down. They were going through some things. Absolutely so. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Verse 7, deep calls unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All the waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me in my prayer unto the God of my life. The decision was made to trust the Lord. Yet the Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, His song shall be with me. I I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why why go I mourning? Because of the oppression of the enemy. It says he, he knew God could do away with the clouds of despair. It's as if he already knew that God could let the sun shine again. And he definitely seemed to know that God could give him a song in the night. He knew that God was the answer. He knew that. Verse number 10 says, uh, As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? I know my God can give me a song in the night. I know that He can do that. I I, I know I need to spend time with Him. I, I, I thirst for Him. I want to be close to Him. And he He said... I understand when the enemy talks about me. But I get really upset when they begin to talk about you. While they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Because when they talk about our God, they have no ground to stand on. I said, when they talk about our God, they have no ground to stand on because He is always there for us. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise Him who is the health of my countenance and my God. So much darkness in the world. I don't know how many people you talk to. I don't know how many people you deal with. You that work on buses, if if you are paying attention and talking to the ones that you're bringing in, you realize that there's a lot more trouble in their homes than there is your homes. 
Hopefully you'll never suffer the darkness that they suffer. But they need to see something different in you. They need to see something different in us. And we should not let those types of things take us down the way that it takes the unbelievers down. Because we do have a Heavenly Father to go to. We do have someone that we can run to and pour our heart out. No, He's alive and He's on His throne. And He can give us answers if we really get serious with Him. If we would get off of our high horse, if we would drop our pride, if we would quit thinking that we can do it all on our own, if we quit acting like when we ha- that we have it all together when we don't have it all together, God might just help us get it all together. It's truly a fact. We don't have to get down like those with no hope get down. We have a God to go to that cares about us more than we even understand. We don't have to suffer. No, no, no. We don't have to suffer the depression that those that don't know God suffer. We don't have to. Because He is the answer. We just need to get to a place where we thirst for Him. Like we should thirst for Him. Get to a place where He is the most important person in our life. Oh, you young people, if you could grab hold of this now at your age. Where you really decide that you're going to love God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. That you're going to make Him number one in your life. It would save you so much heartache. You don't have to go through dark times. You don't have to wonder... You don't have to be upset when it seems like the other people in the youth group aren't paying you enough attention. You don't have to... No, 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 listen to me. You don't have to do stupid things to make people uh, take note of you. You don't have to play the fool so you can gain friends around. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, the best thing that you can do is just decide that you're going to put God number one in your life and allow Him to be the best friend that you've ever had, to go to Him when you need to talk to somebody, to trust Him to guide you through all parts of your life. I mean, to let, let Him help you be everything that He intended for you to be. I'm telling you, you will do better than you'd ever do making a hundred friends out there somewhere. It's really the truth. Well, I know, preacher, but that's hard. Well, the main reason it's hard is because it is... um, Come on, brain, don't fail me now. The main reason it's hard is because it is... Well, a couple of reasons, I guess. It's not popular. It's not popular with the youth. It's not even popular with the adults, really, to tell you the truth. That we would put God first. Are you listening to me? That we would put God first in everything. It's not popular. But also, it's not the norm. We feel like we have to have the approval of people that we're around When truly the only one that we need approval from is God. And if we will put Him first, stay with me here, I'm right done. If we will put Him first and seek His approval, 
above everyone else's approval, we will get to the place where we don't care. No, 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 not in a bad way, but we don't care what others think because we know that everything that we're doing is pleasing to our Heavenly Father. And I'm telling you, that'll keep us out of depression. No, depression's real. I said that at the beginning. It's real. It's real for young and old alike. Absolutely so. But we don't have to battle it if we will decide that we are going to thirst for God the way that we should. When we feel depressed, we don't have to wallow in our problems. We don't have to drown in depression. We need to remind ourselves who God is. And we need to remind ourselves what God has done for us in times past. If He saved your soul, He's done the greatest miracle He could ever do in your life. But there's so much more He wants to do for you. Don't think you're ever alone. And don't think you're ever too far gone that God can't get you back to where you need to be. Just decide that you're going to make God number one. And look for His help more than you look for anybody else's help. It change your attention and your attitude. And change your actions. Decide that you're going to seek God more than you ever have in your whole life. It'll pull you out of the dark space. Because that's our God. He can do that for us. truly can. Let's stand. Would you stand with me? Heavenly Father, I feel like I've addressed what um, you laid on my heart. And I don't know how you've dealt with folks. I really have no idea, but my prayer is that you just bless this time as we open up the invitation that folks who may be struggling with things would just come down and pour their heart out to you. You're the answer. You're the strength. You're our great God. You're the one that can do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Lord, this is a real problem. I know that it is. Many face it. I just pray that folks would seek You for the answer that only You can give. Bless, Lord, this invitation. Help people to seek Your face, I pray in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, piano's going to play. Many have already made it to the altar. Why don't you come tonight? You're struggling, you know you are. Don't act like you're not. Don't just stand there and act like you're not struggling. Come and talk to the Lord about it. Well, preacher, if I go down there, people are going to think I'm weak. You are weak. But in your weakness, uh, He is made strong. And He can help you. And there's no reason to fight the battle alone. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You don't have to stay in a dark place. I said, you don't have to stay in a dark place. He's more important than anything else in this world. My, oh my, oh my, how I wish we could get our mind on that. You don't have to be defeated by the enemy. You don't have to be defeated by those own negative thoughts in your mind. You don't have to be defeated.